Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast. Depending on when you're listening to this episode will dictate whether or not the next sentence I say will make any sense whatsoever. Happy April Fool's Day, everyone. Yes, this episode aired on April 1st, 2023, and some of us are doing what most people do on April 1st. Really nothing out of the ordinary, actually. While others, however, are using today's date and continued tradition as an excuse to pull some of the most ridiculous, albeit clever, pranks on everyone from family, friends, grandparents, teachers, classmates, anyone. Really, no one is off limits on April 1st because, hey, that's what we do on April Fool's Day because it's not only what's just allowed, it's actually encouraged on this day. But have you ever stopped and asked yourself why we actually participate in this anyway? I'm guessing that anyone who's actually pranking people and participating in this tradition really don't care to ask themselves why they're doing this, but us history nerds here love this stuff. So why do we partake in this weird, odd, and kind of obscure, quote, holiday? Is it even a holiday? Well, either way, where the heck does all this come from? Let's dive in. Just like anything, there is debate about when exactly this phenomenon took place. So let's just be thorough and cover all of our bases. Some historians have linked April Fool's Day to the ancient Roman festival of Hilaria, where at the end of March, people would come together to commemorate the resurrection of the god Addis, or Addis. It was a celebration of renewal in which revelers would dress up in disguises and imitate others. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And did anyone else but me catch that wording of that? Festival of Hilaria on the day when hilarious jokes and pranks are being played? All right, sorry for being the dad in in that moment. I couldn't resist. But from my perspective and my studies of this, I think that's kind of a stretch. Some say it dates back to the time when priests and bishops were mocked in what was called the Feast of Fools, which may sound more credible. But I vote that this next scenario is probably the closest origin to what we experience every year on April 1st. So let me take you back to the 16th century, 1582 to be exact. Europe was experiencing some major changes and one of them was the adoption of a new calendar. Some experts believe that the current Julian calendar named after Empress Julius Caesar, of course, wasn't exactly the most accurate of calendars because he miscalculated the solar calendar by 11 minutes and continuing down this path would create a gap in which, at some point, the dates would would fall short in one season and eventually fall in the opposite. I mean, I can't imagine celebrating Christmas in the summer, but I guess under the old calendar, that would actually be possible. And if you're wondering more about that, I would recommend season one, episode 13, entitled take your time for a deeper understanding into the calendar and the changes in time. Okay, so let's get into the specifics. Back to the year 1582. To compensate for the lost time under the old calendar, Europe switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar, named after Pope Gregory the 13th. Pope Gregory was more concerned about what his calendar error would look like and what it would mean for Easter than the seasons in general. You see, traditionally, Easter would be observed on March 21st. But with the old Julian calendar, that would mean Easter would fall further away from the spring equinox with each passing year. 
So he came up with a much more accurate calendar, but still not perfect. And since it was off by 26 seconds, the years since Gregory introduced his calendar in 1582, there's a discrepancy of several hours. By the year 4909, for example, the Gregorian calendar will be a full day ahead of the solar year. But that's not the point. You see, in the Julian calendar, the new year began with the spring equinox around April 1st. In some European countries, it was more than just a New Year's Day. They celebrated the new year by starting the last week in March and calling it a New Year's Week. But as we know about the 16th century, news traveled slowly. So therefore, as April 1st approached, people started celebrating the new year, not aware that the new year had actually changed under the Gregorian calendar from April 1st to January 1st. People who were slow to get the news or failed to recognize that the start of the new year had moved were considered, you guessed it, April Fools. It didn't stop there though. These unfortunate individuals were the target of some ridicule, including, you guessed it again, pranks. People who were in the know would poke fun of the people celebrating the new year in April, and they would put fish, some real by the way, and some made out of paper on the backs of the fools because, well, gullible fish are easily caught. The tradition of pranking people on April 1st has thus begun. According to the History Channel, this tradition spread throughout Europe during the 18th century. Specifically in Scotland, the tradition became a two-day event, starting with, quote, hunting the gawk, in which people were sent on phony errands, and gawk is, of course, a word for cuckoo bird, a symbol for fool, and followed by talil day, which involved people pinning fake tails or kick-me signs on other people's tails. NPR had a great article in, in relation to the history of this topic, and they had some great examples of journalism pranks. They said, quote, on April 1st, 1905, for example, a German newspaper wrote that thieves had dug a tunnel underneath the U.S. Treasury and stolen $268 million in silver and gold. And nope, not true, and that caused quite a stir. One of the more famous pranks occurred in 1957 when the BBC aired a segment showing Swiss harvesters picking spaghetti off trees and bushes, claiming the region had, quote, an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop that year. Once again, not true, and yes, still caused quite a stir. NPR admittedly got on the fun too in 1992. The show Talk of the Nation ran a hoax story in which Richard Nixon announced he was running for president again with the slogan, quote, I didn't do anything wrong and I won't do it again. Not true, still stirring the pot. A more recent example, on April 1st, 2014, NPR published an article titled, quote, Why Doesn't America Read Anymore? The post sparked heated debate in social media, particularly among those who neglected to actually click on the link. Those who did were greeted with a challenge. Quote, Congratulations, genuine readers, and happy April Fool's Day. We sometimes get the sense that some people are commenting on NPR stories that they actually haven't read. If you are reading this, please like this post and do not comment on it. Then let's see what people have to say about the story. So whether you're on the pranksters list on April 1st or one of the, let's say, recipients of those pranks, be aware of your surroundings and be on the lookout, everyone, because you can't trust everything you hear or see. But on this episode, you can. This has been a Missing Chapter Short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts as well as full-length episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast providers. Thank you.